and welcome to the Point of Care Ultrasound Certification Academy podcast, where we focus on POCUS. Here, we will discuss all things related to Point of Care Ultrasound, the practice, the trends, and its impact on healthcare. Our program will engage thought leaders who are defining global patient care with the stethoscope of the future. James Day here today, recording live from the Focus on Pocus studio. Today, we have Greg Fritz as our guest. Greg Fritz was in a compulsory post-pregnancy ultrasound when he saw his son's forming bones in utero. He asked himself, why don't we use this to look at bones and muscles on my patients? This started his passion, or rather obsession, for point-of-care muscle skeletal ultrasound. Greg was one of three physical therapists in the nation to pass the Pioneer RMSK certification in 2012. Greg lectures at the University of Washington and is on the training faculty for interventional point-of-care orthobiologics. Hi, Greg. How are you today? How's everything in Seattle? I'm fine, James. Good, good, great. Great to have you. I I think your story is one of the more interesting stories that we uh, come across. So I guess to, you know, start it out here, I was going to ask you just bluntly, how did you learn point-of-care ultrasound? Um, I would have to say that was trial and error. I was fortunate enough to have an uncle that was um, really an early adopter of ultrasound in his internal medicine practice. Uh, He was probably the second to have color Doppler in the state. And so I, I saw his passion early on, but it wasn't until I saw my, my own son um, wiggling around that I said to myself, why, don't, why can't I see that? And fortunately, my, my uncle had a number of older machines that he finally said to me, here, why don't you just take this and see if it is of any value in your patients? This was back probably in 2005. Mm-hmm. And um, and from there, I just grabbed a anatomy book and started looking at my kids, and uh, and then uh, I I just was amazed at what I could see. So I, I, that's my story. I am self-taught, thanks to Netter and everyone else writes good anatomy books and <laughs> my willing 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 children. <laughs> that's great. So now, what are you kind of doing? Uh, I know now you've evolved from that. So what do you use now? Machine and your scanning focus. Yeah, I guess now from an educational standpoint, there's so many different venues and it has grown into such a big um, a, a big area of ultrasound musculoskeletal. But I use it uh, in my practice daily, multiple times a day for a number of pivotal decisions regarding patient care and, and treatment direction. So I, I guess I hope I mean, I think that's my answer. You, you can refine that if you'd like. Well, I was just thinking, how common is it that the physical therapists that say I'm going to see with a knee sprain will be using muscle skeletal ultrasound in their practice? That's a uh, that's a good question because um, musculoskeletal ultrasound, as far as real time or diagnostic dynamic ultrasound in the practice of physical therapy, is is a presently exploding area of interest. Um, I, I I don't know as far as in, in the in the Seattle area, there may be maybe one or two other therapists that will use it to refine 
diagno diagnoses on on patients or monitor changes in inflammation. Uh, but um, it's it's so rapidly being adopted uh, that that I I would believe that any major um, area uh, will will have this as a part of the evaluation uh, within uh, two to three years. And 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 my 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 expectation is that within five years, uh, any major physical therapy clinic will will be incorporating this into their diagnostics or at least their evaluation of patient progress. Great, great. Um, now, so a physical therapist, they read their own studies, right, and make calls from that. Well, that's that's kind of a, a kind of an interesting um, a question or, or assumption. Physical therapists have long made some conclusions based on manual tests or orthopedic tests of joints. We've we've been able to say is that joint stable or is that joint unstable? And there's a there, there's a number of named tests to evaluate. Let's say the rotator cuff to see if there's a tear. And 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 you know if you did five of those specific tests, you could come up with a specificity uh, or a sensitivity that would make you feel fairly confident in saying that's a rotator cuff tear. But if a physical therapist places a, a, uh, a scanner or probe over the supraspinatus tendon and they can see that it is intact, um, they, they're able to say there's not a tear in the supraspinatus tendon. So I, I, most therapists that, that recognize that what you see is reality will then ultimately be able to say there is or is not a tear here. Um, so I, 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 therapists have the ability to draw conclusions based on data they collect during an evaluation. But I think the question might go on further to say, does a therapist have the ability to generate an official document that you would expect out of like radiologists offices mm -hmm. or, or medical? And, and, and the reality is, Physical therapists presently don't have a good um, route to go about billing specifically for this particular um, evaluation. And so it is it is as valuable to a therapist uh, as far as evaluation as as their hands and and goniometers and and strength uh, evaluation dynamometers. Uh, and 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 we can draw conclusions from that. So. Yes, we can read the results of what the um, ultrasound shows. We're not going to be generating an official uh, report for an insurance to review um, that we'll get compensated for. I, I, does that make sense? Yes, no, that does. And the reason I ask you something like that, because I know you own um, your own uh, physical therapy uh, clinic. Clinic or clinics, I'm not sure. I don't remember. We talked about it at a convention once. But uh, <laughs> Um, so I guess that, since you are a business owner, uh, uh, I was going to ask you how it started evolving. How do you go about billing for a point-of-care ultrasound study? Uh, is it in your state? Is it happening? Or Yeah, that's a fair question. Um, what comes up when I do presentations to my peers is that return on investment or ROI. How do I get my money back for the expense of the unit and the expense of education? Mm -hmm. um, there's two answers to the question. If you become an RMSK certified practitioner through the AIU, I mean, I guess it's APCA now. Um, if you can become an RMSK practitioner, uh, insurances are willing to compensate you for the actual uh, performance of the evaluation. Um, we're still in the process of um, developing the ability to actually generate 
and, and be able to have access to the CPT code for the interpretation of that. But uniquely, there are plenty of uh, radiologists that are out there that are willing to take a fax with your report and, and make it official. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that is a billable item uh, under that uh, under that particular model. But when I talk to my fellow therapists, it's really a function of what brings patients in the door and and the re, the marketing potential of me actually showing a patient their tendon moving and the quantity of inflammation that's within the fibers of their tendon. I would like to see any patient that leaves my clinic with that ability of information to to process to go to any of my peers in the area and and see whether they'd get by with just testing it with their hands uh, so uh, to me the delineation and what it has opened up from a from a business growth standpoint just because i know how to use it it's phenomenal so i would say from a marketing standpoint and from a credibility standpoint it's it's aces wow that's great. You know, I, I, I think your story is so fascinating. You know, you're just this entrepreneur who took it upon himself to learn all aspects of point of care ultrasound. So I guess, uh, I guess one of the questions I was going to ask you, maybe you have an incident or a case or uh, share a time when you, you use point of care ultrasound and it, and it was a standout case and made a difference in your patient care. Yeah, that happens daily. In mm-hmm. fact, just yesterday, it, just yesterday, I had a patient that came in with a shoulder problem, and they were having numbness into their hand. Uh, as a therapist, we immediately um, have to say, is it a rotator cuff tear? Is it a nerve root irritation at the at the neck? Um, there were so many unique uh, similarities to uh, a nerve issue at the neck and a problem at the, the shoulder. Uh, the ability to simply throw a uh, probe, uh, scan the rotator cuff, and assure yourself and the patient that their weakness and inability to lift their arm has nothing to do with the mechanical attachment of their rotator cuff muscle. It immediately has a start to differentiate. This is of a spinal origin. Um, and so when I, when I have the ability to evaluate whether there's a bursitis or a tendonitis and a person is having problems with the shoulder, uh, you know, just yesterday to be able to say, let's focus, you know, our effort on 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 the neck. Um, you know, we, we don't ignore the fact that most people need strength, but but it allows me to put more octane into the real area of the problem. Whereas I know before a therapist would, would be going, should I should I focus 50 percent on a rotator cuff pathology or go a different route? Wow, that's um, I mean, I, I find your story fascinating. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here on today's show. I think it's really unique that you're uh, calling us and we're broad, you know, you're in a car in a parking lot uh, next to a Starbucks, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it sounds great. The audio and, uh, you know, we're also giving uh, props out to a local Seattle business. It's worldwide now. And it's an honor. It's an honor to have you on our podcast. James, it was a, it was a pleasure. If I could just somehow get my profession to see what I see uh, or anybody in the musculoskeletal arena, uh, I'm, 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 I feel thrilled to do that. So I, I hope that can uh, help everyone. Greg, thanks a lot. You're welcome. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast, Focus on Pocus. 
Be sure to tune in with us next week for more interviews with thought leaders that are on the forefront of global point-of-care ultrasound. 